Hello, welcome to Ask About the ADA, the podcast where we answer your questions about the Americans with Disabilities Act and how it applies to your everyday life. I'm Joe Zeski, the program manager here at the Northeast ADA Center, and on this week's edition of Ask About the ADA, we're going to focus on issues in Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands. In March 2022, we hosted a webinar that featured our affiliates that serve the U.S. territories. The Northeast ADA has an affiliate in Puerto Rico, MAVI, which is the local center for independent living. And joining us on the webinar from MAVI were two guests, Mildred Gomez and Nelly Bear Correa. We also were joined by our affiliate in the Virgin Islands, the Disability Rights Center of the Virgin Islands. From that organization, we were joined by Archie Jennings, who is the lead attorney for DRCVI. On this week's episode, we are going to focus in on our conversation about education in those territories. Let's transition to talking about education. What are the support structures like for students with disabilities, both K through 12, as well as in the college setting? And are you seeing any challenges that come up again and again? And I think for this question, Mildred, let's begin with you and the perspective from Puerto Rico on this one. Sure. As I mentioned before, education is one of the areas that is being affected because COVID-19, because many people don't have access to education because technology or internet or other issues. But we have seen that through all these two years that we've been under the pandemic, uh, many students with special needs, students, uh, people with disabilities, students with disabilities, at the end, they, they have the technology, they have the computer, they can access the classes. All people with disabilities are different and all the students are different. We don't learn uh, the same way. And that's why we have reasonable, reasonable accommodations at school too. And we, see, we have seen in my experience that uh, uh, many people, many students, they they said, you know, I think that I don't have learned a lot during this year that because I'm used to the school, I have uh, a schedule established. I prefer or these students uh, learn better when they are one to one. When the, the, the teacher are there, many students that they are not able to be focused on a computer for one or two hours, and they are they don't have uh, able to sit down for thirty minutes. So this, for sure, that affect uh, their learning and the progress in the educational area, and also other situations about services, like you mentioned before, Joe, speech therapy, physical therapy, psychological therapy, occupational therapy. That most of these therapists. You have to be one-to-one and you need equipment to give the therapy. And many during these two years, we have many students that because the regulations, the lockdown, they are not being able to receive these 
services that are very important to for them to be focused and learn. And the students with a very um, particular special needs, even that they are able to go back to school, uh, parents need to take care of them because their situations in the health area, uh, they are not able to go back to school since everything is okay or back to normal. And it's not the same having virtual classes or presential classes. And in our experience, most of us can say, you know, I need to go back to, to the normality or, or I don't like more Zoom uh, uh, trainings or classes. And this is something that, that we have to look and, and, and see how the government needs to see how uh, this is going to change and how it's going to be the new rules and procedures, because for sure, the, the students with disabilities are the more affected, affected during the, the educational area since the pandemic. And Archie, what are you seeing in the Virgin Islands? Yes, as uh, Mildred was saying, it's it's a very difficult situation, especially for those who needed related services, occupational therapy, speech therapy, um, you know, ASL assistance for the deaf and hard of hearing. Actually, the Department of Education uh, had the special children in the covered with IEPs. Uh, return to school before the regular school uh, classes started. And they were, um, but we still have, there's going to be a bulge, being that there was a lot of compensatory education services that are owed to the children. And we're trying to gear up on addressing those complaints. Uh, we had some parents who were um, very vocal and, and advocated from probably the end of 20 through 21, they, the Department of Education tried to be of assistance on both St. Thomas District and St. Croix School District. But there's still a lot of students who did not receive certain services that um, would fulfill the IEPs that were in place at the, at the beginning of 2020. So virtual learning of the department here did try to get all students with the uh, special, well, equipment being computers and uh, they got iPads. Some were blocked because of not having access to the internet. And sometimes that's even, I can't even get access to the internet where I live because of the hills, the mountainside. So there, there's all those issues that some have no choice but to get to a location where they have access to an internet because of the, the geographical terrain of the islands. So, but in all in all, I just see a bulge of a lot of complaints. We're trying to get parents organized to address them in a manner with the department. And, uh, and which may, and this is an election year. So sometimes, so they'll probably get a lot of attention as, as we go into this year that they will uh, step up their efforts to make sure everybody's covered. That's a good point. Nellie Bear, did you want to add anything? Yeah, I, I just want to add that 
we have a lot of situation, emergency situation, not just in Puerto Rico, just British Island face the same situation. But when the pandemic gets to Puerto Rico, we we faced before the earthquake at South. So our population have this economic situation after the, the earthquakes that when we get locked down and the schools start being virtual, some people doesn't have the access to the technology or they don't have the economic resource to get this kind of equipment. And this make... Um, a hard situation for parents to to give uh, education, parents that work and have to give the time, separate the time to uh, to pay attention to what the teacher are telling to his his son and the special education. This need this individualized service, but at the situation of the pandemic not necessarily was offered the same way. And this is a really big challenge for people on the island because first of all, in the island, we have a large number of poverty. Um, it's like uh, 49% of the people in the island live on the poverty level. Mm. So we 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 implement uh, one regulation to all people but we doesn't look what are the special needs that every family and house have for people with disability and joe this is mildred yes i know that a spanish speaker is is putting some questions or statements in the chat and i just have to mention that they are mentioned the same thing that we are saying that most of the parents they didn't have their resources and and they are not experts in technology. So that affects how parents um, um, help their children. They said in the chat too, that sometimes teachers are not experts. We're not, we're not experts in technology. So they are not able even to, to teach or learn or, or be there for the students. And about the related services, that, that was an issue that Archie mentioned too. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's edition of Ask About the ADA, where we focused on education and the challenges surrounding it for individuals with disabilities in Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands. If you want to know more about what we spoke about today, or if you have any other questions about the Americans with Disabilities Act and the rights that apply to the education setting, please reach out to us here at the Northeast ADA. You can visit our website, northeastada.org. You can call us at 1-800-949-4232. And of course, you can also follow us on social media. Just look for at Northeast ADA. Once again, I'm Joe Zeski, Program Manager here at the Northeast ADA Center. Thanks, as always, to Grace Fairchild, our student producer and worker who has been invaluable in creating these podcasts and who will shortly be moving on to bigger and better things as she is graduating from Cornell. We wish her the very best and all that lies ahead for her. 
And thanks again to Peter Quinn of the Yangtan Institute, who does the final polishing on the podcast to make sure it's ready to go. And meanwhile, we hope that you stay engaged and involved in the conversations.